Yes. We're back. It's backdoor cover. Hit the high point. Let's go. What is good? It's Thursday morning, June the 9th, I believe, 2022. The year of your Lord. This is Backdoor Cover. I am Mike, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner and business partner, Bradley Key. Brad. What's good, are? Mike? Uh, what's up, brother? I jumped the gun there. I didn't let you get the whole thing out. Uh, you know, I'm only about halfway through my coffee this morning, so I'm moving slow. Uh, it makes sense because I'm all the way through my coffee. Ooh, he's all the way turned up. That's also, great. if you hear uh, if you hear uh, scramblings and scratchings and door knocks, uh, Ralph's about to go on a walk on the trail with his mother, so he's getting suited up. My apologies for any sort of background noise, but you know what? It's worth it. Ralph's got to get his walks in, you know? Suited and booted. Ralph the dog. Well, that's exciting. That's a, that's a different term. I've never heard suited and booted. I like it. I love it too. Uh, I love sports, and that's what we're going to talk about here on our sports podcast, Backdoor Cover. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, finals. The Celtics took a uh, had a pretty pretty significant Game 3 win. Uh, there's also an injury hanging out there. There's some Draymond clowning happening. And Draymond's sec- gone full on like a caricature of himself almost where he's like just he says fuck it I'm leaning into this. Yeah. I mean we got a wild man. If- and most importantly, yeah. we got to talk about the Saudis. Uh and the uh <laughs> the fucking turncoat traders that are leaving to take that huge bag of money. Uh I don't want to give away how I feel about those scumbags like Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson, but anyway, we'll get to that wow. later. Okay, I, I I cannot wait to hear you. You sound triggered. Oh, I forgot we're we're. Uh, you know, here's here's a bonus. Read. Oh, check out our friends over at Early Bird CBD. Go to earlybirdcbd.com/slash/backdoor <laughs> today. Check out those full spectrum hemp gummies. You know what it is. Also, is that for the audience? Here's a bonus advertisement just for you guys. Just for you guys. Free <laughs> yeah. of charge. The audience Free of charge. You little. That's right. <laughs> I'm so okay. used. We've been like doing it. these for so long now. We're taking a, a quick hiatus until football season with our friends over at Early Bird, and I just like it's ingrained in my brain to start doing it. Another thing that's ingrained. It, it, uh, in wait, wait, wait! Before you go on, we got. Sorry, I don't mean to derail your 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 here, but just we want to thank the audience. Uh, the reason why we're taking a break is because we basically wore that promo code out. There are no more for first orders being made, uh, so we're going to give it a little break, and then yeah, we'll come back with some new fresh. Uh, promos when the football season starts off and, and the podcast really starts to thrive and grow. And so we appreciate y'all. Y'all have made that a very valuable partnership that's going to be great for the future. But as Mike said, we're going to take a little break. We'll probably still talk about them here and there, but uh, much love to the audience. Much love to Early Bird. Okay, Mike, go, go on with your thing. I've been taking Early Bird uh, several nights a week uh, for sleep purposes, and it is it's amazing. Anyway, is your tolerance going up? Are you eating more or are you just on no, that no, same I'm, still, I'm half a gummy uh, as I climb mm-hmm. into bed and my my sleep score on my whoop band is in the 90s every time. It's amazing. Oh, OK. OK. So uh, moving on. Uh, another thing you should check out, of course, is MichaelWiner.com. Uh, the fastest way to achieve wealth 
is through home ownership. I don't know if you knew this, Brad. And I don't know if you knew I do this. know that personally. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, Brad, your house has doubled in value since you bought it, at least. More. Yeah. More. I'm, I, in fact, they're trying to take all my money in taxes. I don't got it. Yeah, well, that's the only that's the only tough part, bud. But uh, that's that's why you guys need to buy more early bird when we bring that promo code back. But, but dude, it's so fun to have wealth, even if it's imaginary, just because of the value of your house. Like, it's just nice to like think about. You're like, wow, I got I have money, like in yeah, my well, savings and in a asset. It's not imaginary. It's not crypto, Brad. You're you're sitting in your physical house right now as you're recording. And your house is worth a lot more than you paid for it. Uh, your house Mikey, is essentially. You know what I'd like to credit? What's that? I'd like to credit. Uh, I'd like to credit my decision to stop taking Jaeger bombs in 2015. I think that's where it all turned around. That, that's where wealth really started happening when the Jaeger bomb left my life. Well, that's good. Uh, th- that's good advice. Yeah, yeah. And if you want some more Thank advice you. about the home buying process, all you have to do is go to michaelweiner.com. I am a certified mortgage advisor as well as a former realtor. So if you have any questions about the home buying process, I would love to help you. The first step is pre-qualification. And uh, Brad, uh, Caitlin and I, not Brad and I, Caitlin and I close on our house on Tuesday. I am over the moon. I have made my last rent payment ever. And uh, it's very exciting. I'm not making the landlord rich ever again. MichaelWine.com or DM me on any of the social media platforms. You'll You know where to go. All right, let's. Mike, uh, you can put out real good content for that stuff on LinkedIn too. So, if those of you who are not following Micah professionally, check them out there. There's good, uh, good information. If you're not ready to buy, but you just want to learn about the process and what's going on in the market, and just be prepared for when you are pre- ready to buy, go check him out on LinkedIn. He writes good shit. Micah, my wife follows this girl on Instagram. It's like a real estate agent or something, and and she's been doing this game called Guess the Cost of This House in Austin, Texas, and she gives like a, a vague description of where it is, like zip code and then like pictures of the house but that you can't like look it up on zillow like she does it herself and my wife's going crazy for it every week she does it and she has to guess the price and the winner gets starbucks so maybe some ideas for content for you in the future i love it well follow me on linkedin mm-hmm. come join this professional network all right we're six yeah. and a half minutes in let's talk some sports the boston celtics uh, took a two games to one lead in the finals last night in a 116-100 victory over Golden State in what was a pretty exciting game for the first three quarters. Uh, the, the big story coming out of this game, though, is with four minutes and 16 seconds left in the game, Warriors down 12. Curry dove to the floor to try and secure a loose ball. He was met by Al Horford, and the two struggled to secure possession. Horford rolled up on top of Curry's left leg. Curry remained on the floor for a few minutes, writhing in pain. Yeah. So Not obviously uh, that's, you know, that's going to be the story moving forward. Some, uh, it is the final, the so po- we have two days off before games. Uh, uh-huh. I, I guess game four will be Saturday, so we got some time. In the, in, in the post-game, Steph was like, you know, it was kind of like when Smart rolled up on it earlier this year, but not as bad. Like, it hurts, but it's, I'm going to shake it off, and I expect to be fully go for Friday or whatever. So it sounds like it was painful, but I bet you part of that uh, lingering on the floor and stuff is just frustration over the Celtics beating the shit out of him in the fourth quarter. Um, and Kerr said he pulled Steph at the end there because they were down, what, 14 points with 50 or two minutes left or whatever the time was. Like, it wasn't because of the injury. So 
I feel like that's going to be something that won't linger. Maybe it hurts, but I don't think it's going to prevent him from playing or being himself, you know? Yeah, I agree. Mm. I agree. Um, Thank you. The other story is that Draymond has done nothing in this series. He has more fouls. <laughs> he has more fouls than points. He hasn't made a three-pointer yet. He's 0 for 7. Uh, and then after the game, <laughs> it, let me just read this because it's hilarious. Quote, I was shit, Green said, his son by his side as he took press conference questions from the media. Later on, he called himself soft. Green's performance didn't stop Celtics fans from raining down fuck you, Draymond, all night, cons- <laughs> consistently throughout the evening. And then Clay Thompson said, we played in front of rude people before, dropping F-bombs with children in the crowd. Real classy. Good job, Boston. Oh, God. Come on. Come on. Well, Boston is scum. Uh, you know, the, their fan base. Is Mike, just, have you ever, have you ever said an F-bomb at a, at a sporting event before? I've never chanted one. <laughs> I don't believe that, but okay. I, I don't, well, I don't know. I mean, probably. Mm-hmm. I, I generally keep the F word out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, uh, fair enough. I, we'll see what happens. I, I, I'm finding myself rooting for Golden State actively for two reasons. Okay. One, I despise the Boston fans. I just uh-huh. the, there's I something there's something about their fan base, their media personalities, the people in the crowd. The they're so abrasive. They're really abrasive. They're really abrasive. And the city with and I'm going to say the quiet part out loud. The Ooh. city with with a, a terrible history of racism uh, towards athletes uh, as well. There's just something about that Boston crowd. Uh, when they're yelling at black basketball players, I just can't. I, I don't, it gives me a bad visceral reaction. It's enough for me mm. to root against the Celtics. I may be the only one, but there it is. I just said it. Also, what a crusade. Okay, fair enough. Here's the other reason: if uh, Golden State wins, it looks bad for Kevin Durant and, by extension, Kyrie Irving. And so I'm rooting for that. If Golden State wins, it looks bad for them. You said yes. Okay, I can follow that track. That makes sense. Because Golden State can win without Kevin Durant, and by extension, it it hurts Kyrie Irving. And the Nets were already humiliated by Boston in the first round. So it would would be a great cherry on on top of the Sunday. That being said, I think Boston's a better team after watching these games. Um, It doesn't mean that the Golden State can't win three more games because Clay can get hot and Steph can get hot and... Jordan Poole get can get hot, and you know Draymond's gonna make some three pointers at some point. But I just I think yeah. Boston's better. I don't I don't know. The Celtics are certainly way more athletic, and they're certainly younger, and they certainly got a spring to their step, and they're bigger uh, and Williams tougher too. Beast. Yeah, that that big guy that they got. I don't even know what school he went to. Robert Williams, maybe like I don't know. I don't know. Wherever he came from, he is a beast. He's out of the SEC, I know, but. Anyways, they're they they're clearly more physical. And the one thing I'll note on Draymond uh, in game two, he was like a rabid dog, like going around just like trying to chew people's legs off, like tone for that game. And I think he's part of the reason why Golden State came in there with swagger and slapped him in the face. Like I think he's got that alpha mentality that doesn't show up on his on like the box score that is important. Although he played like absolute dog shit uh, last night. And then when I was in San Francisco, like. I, the entire bar that I was sitting with for game one was just like, oh, God, I'm so sick of fucking Draymond. It's like a two-edged sword where 
he's such a playmaker and he's such a, a leader and he's such a like pace setter that it he has intangibles but at the same time he's been so out of control like he's not he can't shoot for shit clearly he won't even take shots so it's like there's this this double-edged sword where as he gets into the twilight of his career he's just not as effective but i still love him he's he's just great television he is so annoying. i'm rooting for the warriors as well by the way he's what i'm rooting for the warriors oh, as well now that i'm a uh i'm a uh a token San Francisco fan because I was there for one day. Well, since we're, since we're talking about this, we, we previewed your golf uh, appearance for several weeks on the podcast. Do you want to tell the people how right. you performed? Mm, it, you know, mm, that, it wasn't what I was, it wasn't what I was going for. I'll was, I was put it there. I, I did. I was the uh, Phoenix Suns of Presidio golf course in that I, I, you know, I got real hot, got the momentum going in the regular season and kind of fizzled out there. Uh, as we entered the playoffs, I wouldn't call it a round one loss, maybe a round two loss, but you know, the driver started smother hooking. We were, we were calling it a, uh, a chloroform smother hook is what we decided that shot was that I, I hit off of two or three teeth there towards the end. Uh, dude, San Francisco golf is hard. Like the, the, you, you can imagine it's very hilly there. Uh, there are literally no lies that are flat. Like you're either playing from your ball below your feet, above your feet, up a hill, down a hill. It's just, it's such a different, uh, I don't know. It's almost like an entire different world. Like the, and the air is really thick. It's like 55 degrees and soupy the whole time. Like kind of rainy. I wore a pullover the whole time and like pants, which I loved because I'm used to sweating my ass off in hundred degree heat. So that's totally fine. I would love to play there year round and like get used to that atmosphere and topography and all that. But the ball doesn't go as far. The ball is never in a friendly position. It's hard, man. Uh, but God, it's so pretty. And the trees, man, the trees look like some shit out of a Dr. Seuss book. I'll have to show you some pictures when you come over next time, Micah. But, uh, I made like a whole album of nature just while I was there, which is not in my nature to uh, photograph things, but it was so beautiful. I had to do it. So long story short, wow. you know, Played pretty good, but not very good. Okay. We played uh, for the record. So we played, yeah, a ton of fun, dude. We played Presidio Thursday. That's the course, the members course that I played at. Like that was our practice round. Friday, we played Harding Park, which is where Marikawa won the uh, U.S. Open uh, 2020, I think, or 2019, 2020. And then Saturday, we played the members guest, which I think we finished at one or two under and like in fourth or fifth place, something like that. Did you know that? I uh I won the Whitey Invitational on Sunday. I heard about the Whitey Invitational. I wanted to be there for that. Uh, I almost even bought Whitey a, a Wolverine T-shirt <laughs> for his for his birthday, but I wasn't going to be there, so it wasn't going to be fun. So, yeah. anyways, long story short, how did it go? Uh, we finished at thirteen under. Uh, Who's we? Who carried you? Is what I want to know. Uh, well, it wasn't me. It was me, Coach Bobby, Al, <laughs> and uh, Tommy Romano, and uh, yeah. We went 13 under in a four-man scramble at Lions. I thought it was pretty good. Joe Romano. But yes. No, this was Tommy. Oh, is that his brother? It is. Oh, okay. I didn't know there was a younger one. Yeah. So well, there's Joe's a, good, I know. There's our uh, personal golf minute. Uh, that, that was excellent coverage. Before we get to the Saudis, let's talk about a couple other things going on in the world of sports. Uh, did you watch any of the Oklahoma-Texas National Championship uh, series softball game last night. Mm, I didn't, but I, I, now that I'm on ESPN, I'm seeing some uh, devastating box score news here. <laughs> yes. Texas got up one to nothing in the top of the first, 
and then lost 16 to one. It's not really what that's an ass kicking. Yeah. Oklahoma has uh, a woman. Jocelyn Allo is her name. I think I'm saying that right. And uh, you don't think it's Jocelyn. It could be Jocelyn. I don't know. (laughs) She's the all time leading home run hitter. And of course she blasted two last night and her dad is in the crowd and her dad is like a 400 pound man. And he's wearing if her shirt. dad's name is Joe, and his name is Jocelyn, that's amazing. Oh, I don't know if his name is Joe or not, but he... That would uh, be fantastic, though. He was wearing a shirt with her face on it and then uh, <laughs> celebrating excessively uh, when she went went long. And then somebody handed him the ball, like, after the uh-huh. home run. Like, he's still celebrating it. And he, like, the camera get, got right on him, and he, like, put the, the ball right out in front of the camera and was like, let's go, let's go. And I'm a, all, you know, uh, go ahead. But the, the shot was wide enough that you could see the rest of the family, and they were just cringing. They're like, oh, God, Dad's being so embarrassing. <laughs> it was great. I'm imagining this, like, Mangino standing next to the floor at Orange, but it's just this guy with his daughter's face that's, like, four feet wide on his T-shirt. Uh, yeah, it was great. It can't, it's not a good look. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma is really good. I think they're like forty-five and two on the season. So they're pro- this is a best two out of three series to for the for the title. But um, mm. and they play the same Oklahoma like a City billboard. I think Oklahoma's yeah. won like six in a row or something. They're they're good. Um, I believe it. They're really good. Anyway, uh, let's see. There's there's your softball minute. I think that may be the most time that it's ever been spent on softball. On the yeah, podcast. the women's college world series. Uh, Continuing, uh, how about some some pro football news? There's actually quite a bit out there. One, okay. Drew Brees is officially not returning to NBC next season. Do you have any thoughts on that? I didn't even. I have not seen this news yet. Where is he going to do? Did he? Has he said one and done? Uh, no, he has not announced anything. Uh, who knows where he's going to be? Is he really considering playing the football for the Saints? I don't think so. I mean, he said that either. in I a mean, statement Jesus. about a month ago, but I, I don't think he's going to play again. I think he's going to – the the guy from NBC said he's going to probably sit out the year, but Fox has some availabilities. Who knows? I Drew Brees was boring and not super smart, and, uh, you know, the, the world will not be – get your rhythm. Yeah. The world will not be worse without Drew Brees on television. That's, you know okay. – if he's somewhere, that's fine. If he isn't, it's not the end of the world. There's somebody else waiting. He needs to get some reps is all I'm saying. He that's, could be decent if he did. He could be, but I I don't think there's a very high ceiling of in, of uh, entertainment coming from Drew Brees. Yeah. Well, if you go back to our first podcast that I was on, there was not a high ceiling of entertainment coming Oh, no. Of there was episode. always so a high I, ceiling I can, inside of you, Brad. The world knew uh, right from the jump. So there was potential, but it was a, uh, it was a little, you know, it is what it is. You know, Even when you were announcing lines as two, uh, 2.5 in one. Yeah. Two yes, period exactly. five point favorite. Uh, anyway, that was comedy. That was comedy. gold. it was, it was real good. Uh, other, but other what the news. What are you going to do? Yeah. Laugh. Get reps is all I'm saying. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens with Drew yeah. Brees. Uh, Cooper cup has secured the bag three years, $80 million. So that's good. $75 million guaranteed. Uh, they also guaranteed uh, Matthew Stafford a ton of money and Aaron Donald a ton of money this this week. So they have no draft picks. Stars get paid. And they're paying their stars. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it'll work. It worked last year. Super Bowl champions. 
I mean, all you need is one to make it worth it. More pro football news. Uh, the Houston Texans are going to be added as defendants to the lawsuits against Deshaun Watson uh, because now there's a 24th allegation. And, yeah, the, yeah. the Houston uh, the Texans were in charge of providing a hotel room at the Houstonian where several massages took place. The Houstonian is a dope hotel, by the way. Mm. Uh, Got a little taint to it now. Yeah, it's not not a good look. Speaking of Did you taint, read that uh, 24th uh, complaint and description of what happened by chance? Uh, not really I, wanting to recant it here on the uh, on the air, but I think I did. It seemed to defy it defied gravity. Her descriptions is all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, go go sort go look at that somewhere somewhere else. Not yeah. on anyway. Yeah. Uh, speaking of of taint, and this is not even the sexual reference. Um, okay. Jack Del Rio. Did did you catch his clown show yesterday? No. Tell me about it. Uh, Jack Del Rio is now the defensive coordinator for the Washington Commies, uh, a.k.a. the the Commanders. Uh, Right. The January... I guess he made some comments on Twitter about the January 6th committee, which is uh, going live on, on primetime television tonight. But... He had some tweets, and then he got, let's see, he said, would love to understand the, quote, whole story about why the summer of riots, looting, burning, and destruction of personal property is never discussed, but this is hashtag common sense. Uh, He also Hmm. put three question marks in, which is not, it was not a question to begin with, so that's not great. He's just confused. And so then reporters asked him about it, and he called the riot at the Capitol. I'll read the whole quote here. Why are we not looking into those things? If we're going to talk about it, why are we not looking into those things? I can look at images on TV, people's livelihoods being destroyed, businesses are being burned down, no problem. And then we have a dust up at the Capitol, nothing burned down, and we're going to make it a major deal. I just think it's kind of two standards. And if we apply the same standard, we're going to have going to be reasonable with each other. Let's have a discussion. That's all it was. Let's have a discussion. Uh, yeah, we probably shouldn't call the the riot at the Capitol a dust up. That's probably a bad. That's probably bad, especially when you work in Washington D.C. It's not great. Not a very good start to your career there, bud. Yeah, we'll see. I, I he has since apologized. I would anticipate he will be fired at some point, but uh, who knows? And uh, you know, it's, all right, it's just the deal is is if you're storming somewhere that is highly secure, that is considered whatever a focal point of of the political world. I don't know, man. That kind of seems like terrorism. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It's, you know, it's yeah, a little maybe, different than a dust-up. Maybe, uh, not to get too political here, but, you know, maybe burning down a, a quick trip uh, is different than trying to destroy democracy. I, I you know, I don't I'm, know. Who well, I will say, you may be wrong, because there's gas underneath that quick trip, boy. You don't want to be blowing that shit up. Uh, I have seen movies. Things get wild. <laughs> Uh, one last Have you NFL noticed how the story. political activists, they what? love like misspelling shit and doing extra exclamation points and just being so uh, strange. Like they make points that maybe would even make sense if they would spell the word right before their point right. And they're like, damn it, you're an idiot though. Like, I, I can't read this shit. You're, it's too much for me. So anyways, that's my little rant. On yes, public, the questionable uh, punctuation is really a problem for me. 
just get your fucking punctuation spelling right if you're going to try to make an intelligent point. Like, if you're just, like, going to an Avicii show, that's cool if you misspell. But, like, come on, man. If you're talking politics and shit, don't, don't come at me with the wrong whatever. Past tense phrases for future work. All this shit is just drives me nuts. So, anyways, I'm, I digress. Go ahead, please. Geno Smith, remember him? Who he play for? Uh, he plays for the Seattle Seahawks, Seahawks right? And yeah. he is uh, competing for the starting job with our man Drew Locke. Uh, oh boy! He had a That's January a DUI arrest in which he was going 90 miles an mm. hour in a 60 mile per hour zone, driving erratically across several lines of traffic. He didn't follow my rule. One law at a time, bud. If you're going to be drunk and driving, you got to be driving the speed limit and staying within your lane. Although, don't drunk drink and drive. I'm not condoning yeah, that. Don't so do maybe, that. maybe if you're going to speed, don't be drunk while you do it. Just saying. One at a time. Keep it manageable. All right. Moving on to the yeah. story that everybody's talking about. The Saudis. Oh, boy. Uh, the, the source now coming forward saying Bryson is going to leave the PGA Tour. The 2020 uh, U.S. Open champion is going to join the LIV, the Saudi Tour. Let's call it that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Patrick Reed is also, uh, the 2018 Masters champion, is also going to join the series, according to many reports. Now, no one in America will be sad to see Patrick Patrick Reed leave because he's a scumbag and sucks. But Bryson, it's kind of weird, man. And and nobody can really like, like Bryson. I don't. I don't believe you. I know you say people like him. Nobody no, really likes him. I mean, if you if if public opinion is what his goal is, if he's being popular is his goal, he should do the opposite of what he thinks is cool every time, and he would be the most popular person ever because all he does is just odd, off-putting things. Like everything he thinks is a good idea is not a good idea. It's true. Patrick Reed's weird. Like he's kind of Captain America, and now he's not playing in America. Like he had all those Ryder Cup appearances and was kind of an American kind of whatever folk hero because of the Ryder Cup and his performances there. And now he's going to be a what is he, Captain Saudi? Like what? What is this now? Yeah, so, now he's like, taking he's money of, from the country that provided uh, the majority so, of of the uh, hijackers on nine eleven um, and kills uh, descendants. Uh, but you know, who, who am I? Who am I? I still to, don't understand. What is the benefit to the Saudi government for having a golf league? Uh, well, is, the, why, the, why the the term is sports washing, and and it's essentially to, make, that, to improve their branding. Basically, yeah. That if they I don't get it. If people see them and they they associate it with sports and people like sports, then they don't think about how they execute people for being gay or uh, you know kill people that they're political opponents they just you know human rights people don't think about human rights they think about the the soccer team that they sponsor or the, are they the going to play tour. any tournaments in saudi uh the first one is not in saudi i know it's, it's in, in london, london and there's i heard of stops in america but i'm curious like are they playing <laughs> in saudi arabia like i think i'm they not must asking because i'm wondering point. if there's golf courses i'm wondering if people think that they're safe going there they're not like players. Yeah, they are not. Especially if you signed a hundred ninety million dollar contract, you would be, um, uh, you know, kind of a key hostage victim or kidnap victim. I don't know. I'm not going over there. Fuck that. Here's our stance, Micah. We're not taking the Saudi money. You can't. You can't sponsor vector cover. We're we're putting our foot down. 
That's right. We we will ta- we will not take the Saudi bag unless it's a Phil Mickelson size two hundred million dollar Saudi bag. Then we would consider it. Everybody's got a price, Micah. Uh, shouts to Rory McIlroy, my new favorite player in golf. Why? Because he's just standing up for the tour, and I love it. I think my stance on it has been pretty clear from the start. It's not something I want to participate in. I certainly understand the guys that have went. I understand what their goals and their ambitions are in their life. I'm not, certainly, not knocking anyone for going. It's their life. It's their decision. They can live the way they want to. But for me, I want to play on the PGA Tour against the best players in the world. And I think for me, speaking to a few people yesterday, and one of the comments was, any decision that you make in your life is purely for money usually doesn't end up going the right way. Obviously, money is a deciding factor in a lot of things in this world, but if it's purely for money, it's not. It never seems to, you know, go the way you want it to. Fair enough. Do you think that the Saudi tour exists? Almost a billion dollars, by the way. Do you think the Saudi tour exists in five years? Mm, Nah. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, they've got the names. They've spent the money. Um, I just wonder if they give a shit in five years. The Saudi government. I wonder if sports washing doesn't go <laughs> according to plan when all that we talk about whenever we talk about them is all the terrible acts they do every single time there's the highlights of their sports are coming on, which is what I imagine this is going to be. Who are they even trying to sports wash? Do they give a shit what America thinks? Because clearly that's what the goal is. They're only, I mean, most of these people are, are primarily uh, American-centric, American you know, superstars. I guess they've got Louis Ustase and some of those guys that are, are Euro guys, but I don't know. I just, I feel like this isn't going to really, I don't feel like the American public is going to be like, wow, Saudi Arabia is fucking cool because they had a tournament in London. Like, I just don't think that works. Uh, so it just seems like at the end of the day, like what's your return on investment? Oh, it's, it's basically nothing. How long are you going to be willing to put all this time and energy and money into something? Especially while you're a fucking, clearly you get agitated and do things that like fly off the cusp and do a violent things. Like, doesn't seem like somebody who'd have patience. This group of folks. So my uh, yeah, they they apparently detained a reporter for asking a hard question the other day, uh, and kicked him out of the press conference. <laughs> so See, that kind of shit doesn't really help. That's the opposite of sports wash. Yeah, so I, you, that's why I don't understand what the logic is there. Like that was my point: is I don't believe the sports washing is what they're trying to accomplish. Because if it is, they're fucking idiots. Well, I think that they, I I don't know. I mean, I, I think that it there's a percentage of people that now will think of Saudi Arabia as being, you know, the Gulf country or something. The I think organizer that's a small percentage. And, you know, it's probably a bigger play where you say, you know, if I can get these high uh, visibility professional athletes to take my money, why can't I get big American businesses to take it? And big American businesses do take Saudi money too. But uh, anyway, who knows? Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you want to hear the, the worst quote of the week? Please. It's from Bryson's agent. Are you ready? Uh-oh. Okay. Bryson has always been an innovator, his agent, Brett Falsoff, said. Having the opportunity to get in on the ground floor of something unique has always been intriguing to him. Professional golf, as we know it, is changing, and it's happening quickly. Hmm. Did you see uh, somebody ask, I, I didn't see what player it was, but somebody said, if uh, Vladimir Putin had a golf tour, would you play on it? And the guy was like, oh, come on. I'm not answering that question. That's ridiculous. That's a hypothetical. 
these but bozos. Would you? Of course they would. If the bag is big, would, the answer is clearly yes. Different. If the bag is big enough. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, Phil came out and said that it's better for his uh, his. I think he said his his life balance or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what he said. Uh, he's all about therapy now and like no more gambling. But which is like really about heavily the balance in his checking account. Because just say it's about the money. Like I just wish one of these guys would come out and say they're offering me guys. Uh, I they're offering me two hundred million dollars. Uh, I'm gonna take the money. Okay. You guys figure out I mean, everything else, and I'm just not going to answer questions about it. That's the reason. Phil is essentially a a, a champion tour player at this point. Like he's over fifty. Like he maybe has a couple years left of of competitive golf, like here and there, like in spurts. But like his career is over, and he just got prime time peak athletic prowess money. Uh, I don't know that he needs it, nor do I know really. I don't know. I don't. I'm just. At the same time, not really all that offended that they're doing this. I and I don't see why the PGA Tour is is putting up blocks for them to like come and compete on both tours. Like I don't. Well, I, I would don't anticipate I, that after they tee off today, these guys will be hit with either lifetime bans or ten year bans or something along those lines uh, from the. So tour. I don't know if you've seen they, they. Some of these guys are, are renouncing their PGA Tour status, like in, mm-hmm. in anticipation advance. of this. And they're doing that because they don't want sanctions to come down from the PGA that could feasibly prevent them from playing in majors. Like, because the, the uh, what is it, U.S. Open is next week, right? So, like, they're consider they're just concerned that it, PGA sanctions may have an effect on that. But I don't really understand what the governing body is over major championships. If it's not well, it's PGA different tour, for like, every P, every major. That's the thing. The USGA so said the US that Open, these guys are going to be able to play. Yeah. Uh, the Masters. Okay. Apparently, as soon as these guys tee off, they're going to announce their uh, their penalties. But uh, the the rumor, the reporting is that the Masters is going to bar these guys from playing too. Ooh. And obviously, you can't That'll play the rough. PGA Championship if you've been banned from the PGA Tour. So that's cutting your majors. See, out. but that, that's what I'm saying is the, the stuff I'm reading is like Dustin Johnson renounced his PGA Tour status. Like he's he's whatever whatever that means. But he did that in an effort to not be able to be blocked from playing in the U.S. Open. And I just don't understand what the politics and how that actually plays out and, like, who can do what and why. But that's what I was reading is that that's why they're all saying, hey, renouncing my tour card. Wish I could play over there, but I can't play both. Uh, I'm playing in the LIV or whatever. So I I don't really get it, but I'm going to try to read up on it. It's interesting, to say the least. Yeah. And then Phil (laughs) is also the the big story here because we haven't heard or seen a word from Phil since those, uh, his comments about the Saudis had been leaked or whatever, uh, released and he skipped the PGA and he skipped the masters. I don't understand it. I, I just don't understand what we're talking about doing the opposite of Bryson. I would do the opposite of whatever Phil has been doing. Like what, what what is he doing? Why, why won't he show up at the PGA? He would have been treated like a hero. I mean, the, the, he was the returning repeat champ. Yeah. He might have to answer a couple of hard questions, but like big fucking You're gonna deal. answer those anyway, right? Yeah. yeah if and, he ever wants to play in a, in a major again, he's going to have to. And maybe he, maybe he just figures, I don't ever have to deal with these questions ever again. I'm going to go deal with the Saudis, take a big bag of money, and I'm done play, with American golf. But it's just so mm. weird. Like, show up at the PGA and answer tough questions for one day. The crowd, the gallery is going to show him love. Nobody's going to boo him. Now, if he ever does come back, I, 
don't tell me the U.S. Open people won't boo Dustin Johnson everywhere he goes. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know. What you know it, do. just, it's just He's so crazy that like, Phil it's Mickelson. It's hard to pick on Dustin. Yeah. I mean, Phil is one of the top 10 players of all time. And his legacy, and it's just so weird. We're not, I, I just, I don't get it. I mean, I get the big bag of money, but. Did you uh, see the team name? Yeah. The, uh, the LIV, the, the, the whatever, whatever the fuck this thing is called. The team names that they've got like basically a season long challenge apparently. And there's, there's team captains and team names and they're all competing for some end of the, I'm sure some ginormous bag of money at the end of the season, but the team names are just so painful. Yeah. They're it's like, I mean, you got the money like to do some, some sports washing. You might as well get some like on brand team names dreamt up by an agency or somebody. Jesus, somebody other than Dustin Johnson should be making these names up. Yeah. DJ's an idiot. He's a bozo, but a very rich good one for that guy. A very rich one. Well, I think we've I yeah. think we've covered it. This is about the longest episode of backdoor cover we've done in in about a year since football season. Since football least. season for sure. And uh, let's get yeah. out of here, Brad. Let's do this. Let me play out, big boy. Good one, Micah. Good one, bud. Until next time. Mm, bye bye. Thanks for listening.